Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. With the yeah, like I don't care, baby, by the way. Huh, because I'm happy. Sports Radio, 929 The Game and 929TheGame.com. Uh, Sam Crenshaw along with Jason Longshore. Got Max on the other side of the glass. We're nine floors up in the Kia Studios on this President's Day, Monday into the 8 o'clock hour, and we're here until 10 a.m. So glad that you are with us. We're sitting in for the morning show, and, and Greg is usually with me. Greg is, is on assignment, at least that's what we're going to say he is. He's, he's, on, he's on assignment uh, at some place. We may even mention a little casting call at some point, too, because he, he would appreciate us. Uh, doing that, you, you know, you, you ever come in contact with the film industry? Anything? Not much. Not much? Not it, much. It's everywhere. I know, it is. It, it is. You, it's you, grown so much around here. It truly has. And, uh, you know, the signs of it are, are most anywhere you go, and, uh, and Greg's really plugged into it, and he loves to talk about it. So we'll, we'll throw a little of that in this morning. But really, we've been talking a lot about, uh, about sports uh, this week. Uh, NBA on a break right now after having All-Star Weekend, and we all kind of agree that the events surrounding the game were better uh, then the game itself um, it was the things that we watched on TV this week. It was great to see Tiger Woods make a, a return uh, and play on the tour, play four four rounds. That's a, that, that was a, a kind of a treat for us. I don't know, you know how much more we'll see before the Masters. We hope to see at least one more uh, uh, tournament with him. I'm sure today is a big recovery Monday to see how he does. Rick Lippert joined us from Daytona. Uh, his thoughts of what he saw yesterday at Daytona 500, uh, a long Daytona 500, that Ricky Stanhouse was able to uh, come out and get and get the win, uh, make big noise, getting his first win at Daytona. We just talked about the XFL and the fact that you know football season isn't done. This is new football season this year. There's going to be football season right up until the next football season starts, the way it's all stacked up. Um, so, you know, there's plenty of that to go go around. What do you watch for when you see those things? So that's kind of what we've been talking about and maybe explore a little bit deeper in this segment of our show. And by the way, if you want to join into us, you can give us a call uh, on, uh, well, give us a call at 404-741-0929 or text us on the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line at 404-741-0929 if you want to get in with us. And, of course, we both are social, so if you want to... Uh, you know, you want to follow me, I'm at Sam Crenshaw 23. You can follow Jason Longshore at Longshoe. And we've got Max on the other side of the glass. We got at Max underscore Van underscore Aukin. Uh, you know, you can you can bug him as well. And, and he's new in town, so yeah, he needs to be bugged. Uh so you gotta tell him where to go eat. You gotta tell oh, Max where to go eat around town. Oh 
food, Mac? Where have you explored? Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. So I spent way too much money on food. So I, what I've already kind of partaken in, Martin's breakfast we don't have in Florida. So Martin's I get that bacon, egg, and cheese good. biscuit almost every morning. I don't have a Martin's near me, but Martin's is good. Oh, yeah, it's it amazing. <laughs> um, I love cookout. We don't have cookout in Florida. You don't have cookout? We don't have cookout. We, we just got cookout not that long ago. Yeah, I know it. So, I know yeah, it. I'm, I'm with you. It's amazing. And I've had, is it the Flying Biscuit? Flying Biscuit's great. Flying Biscuit's great stuff. Yeah, I'm a big breakfast guy, but, I mean, if, okay. hey, if you have any other recommendations, I love food, so let me know. We, trying we, to bulk, we can bulk get you some stuff. I'm sure the yeah, text we, we'll line you, we'll and, and on Twitter can yeah, definitely we'll get, get you We'll get you some going. nice places, some nice spots, spots for breakfast and brunch. We'll get you, you know, something early in the morning. We, we can do that for you. Um, we have great places for that around town. Uh, Jason, of course, this is the big week. We talk about Atlanta United is going to get started, and uh, you can hear the game here. On Saturday, they start things off at San Jose over at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Pre-game at 7 o'clock, kickoff at 7.30. Uh, Jason and Mike Conti on the call, um, just having a blast over there. And if you can't listen, we appreciate you coming. Jason, once again, run down all the opportunities and uh, the, the podcasts that people have on our website or on Facebook. They can follow you this week. Yeah, Off the Woodwork is the podcast to look for, and it's kind of our catch-all for all the soccer content here from 92.9 The Game. You can get it on the Odyssey app. You can get it on, on 92.9thegame.com, but you can get it anywhere you get your podcasts. And tonight, I'm back at 10 o'clock for Atlanta Soccer tonight. If you're not up and can't stay up with me to watch, to, to listen to that, you can – Download the podcast or you can subscribe, have it delivered to you. Stoppage time will be there on Wednesday afternoon after Mike Conti and I do that on Facebook and on Twitch. And then Friday, late afternoon, uh, March to Match Day will be kind of your final preview to get ready for Atlanta and San Jose. And look, it's an interesting year in, in MLS because it's the first year of this brand new Apple TV partnership. And, you know, we're both deep into the the kind of sports media industry. And it's changing really quickly now. And I feel like this MLS deal, a lot of people have been kind of thrown off by it because we're, we're used to, you know, whether it's a, a regional sports network or an over-the-air local channel, that's where you're going to watch your team play its local games. And MLS is the first league. Now, they do have a deal with Fox where there will be games on Fox. There will be games on FS1. But every game, no blackouts, is on the Apple TV MLS season pass. MLS is the first league to go all in on streaming and all in on the digital side to the point that you hear Major League Baseball right now, and we know the situation with the the regional sports networks and, yeah. and Diamond Sports and – Looking at bankruptcy, it, it's probably going to happen because they didn't make a payment this month that they needed to. It's probably what's next. Major League Baseball can't afford for those networks to go away for their product. They're looking at what MLS is doing and saying, hey, wait a minute. That's an interesting route that that completely levels the playing field in terms of local broadcast. It's Ahead of the curve, in my opinion. I think MLS has went out. The timing worked out to do it. It's it's Apple to partner with. It's it's not, you know, a new – Flow Flow Sports was one that's done a little bit in this space. Right. You couldn't do something like this with Flow Sports. You can do it with Apple, though, because Apple has that name recognition, that branding. And MLS is ahead of the curve. And I think it's going to take a little bit of time for everything to catch up. But this is a 10-year partnership. $2.5 billion partnership over the 10 years. If 
by the time we get 10 years down the road, this is going to feel normal, I think, in how we consume our, our sports. We're going to be watching games on streams more and more. I already do coming from a soccer perspective. Right, right. But it's it's just going to be natural to watch games through a streaming service. And I think MLS is the first to really go all in on it. Everybody else has been doing increments just yeah, a little bit. Yeah, one you know, game a week. One, yeah, yeah. NFL with a Thursday night game. It will do something. Major League Baseball, some Fridays, they do like Facebook. They've done some, they did Facebook and now they've done Apple. Yep. And that kind of set the the tone for, I for me anyway, for feeling better about the Apple and MLS partnership. Right. Because you look at it from from the surface and you're like, wait a minute, what's Apple going to do? What's it going to look like? What's a pregame going to look like? All the, the things that we kind of take for granted, right. you know, how are they going to do it? We saw what they did with Major League Baseball. And I think there there is a big difference between your your baseball traditionalists and your soccer traditionalists, first off. They didn't really upset the baseball traditionalists that much. They they did things a little bit differently. They they put a new spin on some stuff, but I think in general what MLB did with Apple worked. And for me, looking at that and in seeing what they've done on the soccer side and who they've hired and how they've kind of set things up, they did this soft launch on Saturday, where they didn't really hype it up. They had three preseason games. They put a full production on with it with a pregame, with what it would look like. You could listen to the home team radio. I was pleased. It, it, the, the graphics look good. Okay. Um, the look of it, just in terms of the actual quality of the visual, was on another level for me from what MLS has typically looked like. All 1080, okay. not 4K, okay. but 1080, it looks really striking. Graphics look like an Apple graphic. It's it's clean, really clean, maybe a little minimalist. Okay. But I liked it. I liked the look of it. It was easy to navigate on the app. I was really pleased. And this week, everything's free. So if you're not a subscriber to Season Pass, and look, if you're an, if you're an MLS season ticket holder, you already get it. You get that as part of your season ticket. That's a pretty unique way to get things launched, too. But if you're not a Season Pass subscriber yet, this first week, everything is free on your Apple apps, and okay. you can you can kind of test it and you can check it out. It's worth checking out. If okay. you've been on the fence, I like what I saw this weekend. Wow! And so, how long you say it's a ten year deal? Ten year deal. How long do you think it will cost and wait for other sports to join in? And, and we'll watch and see because it is a thing where they, they watch each other. Yeah, absolutely, they do. And I think MLS is one that you know can maybe take some chances. They weren't getting any traction with ESPN and Fox in terms of getting to the next level on those networks. You know, it was too many times that I would watch an MLS game or we'd be out on the road and get back to the hotel after the game, turn on SportsCenter, and they'd be trashing the MLS game that was just on their air. And it, it that hadn't changed. That hadn't changed in 27 years. So it was time to do something different where you're going to get treated properly. And yeah. Apple has done that. So who will be next to do it? Look at the the rights deals. And I think that's going to point you in, in that direction. Um, maybe it's a college conference that, that does it next. Um, Pac-12. That would, be, that, that would be big to see college. Pac-12 is one because where are they going to land? You know, with, with what they have left and what the landscape is, where are they going to land? Big 12 could be another one that looks down this road. Um, baseball's got to start talking about what's next for them because the regional sports model isn't long-lasting, in my opinion. 
you know, okay. just because cable's not long lasting and right. in, in its current format, it's not long lasting. So, what are they going to do about that side of it? They're going to have to start looking at this, what MLS is doing. Yeah, Max, what, what, what are you thinking over there? Have you ever seen or heard when Mark Cuban was interviewed and he said, TikTok obviously is taking over. I know we're talking about TV yep. deals, but he said now with people with shorter and shorter attention spans and they yep. just can't, everyone's just scrolling up, next video, next video, it's a microwave society. He said that's going to be the future of sports consumption, especially with this next generation or a game like baseball that's very long. If you're not a hardcore fan, are you going to sit there for the whole game for such a long season? He said he won't be surprised if people just consume sports eventually with just through TikTok. I think what you have to look at with that is the the balance of it. And let's go to the, the Red Zone channel, for example, with NFL. Right. Change the way that you consume NFL. Like, I'm going to watch my team, but I might not watch the, the next game as a whole. But I'll watch the Red Zone channel because it's going to bounce around. Right. MLS is going to do that with their Saturday nights and, and their Wednesday nights where they're going to have a whip-around show. Now, it's got to be about the personalities. You got to have the right people doing it. You know, the NFL nailed that. Scott Hansen doing it from NFL Network, perfect. Right. Just perfect the way it was produced. So you got to hit that. But you're going to see some of that. And then you've got to make your team compelling to watch the whole game. But then the way you consume the rest of the league might be TikTok kind of bite size things. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the issue for everybody outside of the NFL, in my opinion, is. Everything's become very regionalized. Baseball, I think, is a prime example of it in that if you're a Braves fan, you're going to watch the Braves. And you've grown up with the Braves, you're going to watch the Braves. Are you going to watch the game of the week? It frustrates us because for years you knew where they were going to be. Well, then they started moving around a bit. Been there, done that. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I went through those days. Uh, Skip and Pete made it very entertaining, luckily. That that was good. But you're going to watch your team, but you're probably not going to watch the game of the week unless your team's in it. NFL, you're going to watch the game of the week more often than not. They've kind of crossed that. MLS, that's always a question. You know, you look at the ratings for Atlanta. You look at the ratings for the L.A. teams, the big teams. They're going to draw. But if you have a great game between Kansas City and and Minnesota, probably not going to draw because Atlanta fans aren't going to watch it. L.A. fans aren't going to watch it. How can you get around that? And I think it's ways like Red Zone. I think it's ways like whip around shows. It's ways like the the little bite-sized nuggets and making those compelling to then say, all right, hey, I like that player. I like the way they play. That was a cool goal. I'll watch that next game they play. I'll watch yeah. that next time they're on. Yeah, You've got to find ways to sell it. And the model's changing really fast. It truly is. It truly is. We, we heard it was on the way. We've seen it going at a little bit of a pace. And now MLS really jumps it up and raises the level, and we'll see. There's going to be bumps in the road. There's going to be people who don't jump on immediately, but I'm excited to see where it can go. And just from a quality of the product, it was a good test this weekend. I, I like where it's going. So this this upcoming weekend, first week of the regular season, that's going to be the big one. Absolutely. And, of course, we're your home for Atlanta United and MLS soccer here in Atlanta. We're also your home for the NBA and the Atlanta Hawks, who are on a break until Friday they come back to work. What are we going to see when these guys come back, huh? They're going to be better. They're going to be more consistent. They're going to get a push in these last few games. You get into the playoffs with some momentum. We're going to talk about that and more when we come back here on Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929thegame.com. Here it's everywhere on Odyssey.
Radio, 9290 Game, 9290Game.com. Sam Crenshaw, Jason Longshore. Nice, sunshiny day outside on this Monday morning. We are nine floors up in the Kia Studios uh, sitting in for the morning show. And in a little while, we'll be sitting in for the Steakhouse. Uh, that, that's, that's coming up uh, a little bit later on. We'll be sitting in for them as well as we're here until 10 a.m. on this holiday Monday. Um, hope it's a great day for you. I don't know if, you, if, you, if you're working or not or if you've got the day off or or just what we know, you know, we know some people who are working, our first responders uh, who are always working and, and people who have to keep things moving throughout our city. You guys are working. So we're thinking about you as you work and serve us out there. So thanks a lot for what you do around our community. We appreciate you and glad that you're letting us ride along with you uh, this morning in Sports Radio 929 The Game. Coming up on Friday, uh, the Hawks go back to work and they're home. Uh, they got their next four games at home. Cleveland Cavaliers come in here, 7 o'clock uh, pregame, 7.30 tip-off. You can hear that game here Friday as his team gets back to work. And I guess, Jason, the question people have is when this team comes back from this break, what exactly will we see? What should we, res- what should we expect from a team uh, that has been so consistently inconsistent this season? It's hard to say. Um, you know, you looked at this team coming into the year and adding DeJounte Murray. And the excitement around that. I loved the acquisition. Love his personality. I think he's delivered this season. Yeah. But has he had the, you know, has, has the team had the injury luck around him? They've had a lot of, you know, shifting in the lineup because of injuries. They've had to deal with that. That's affected it. That's been some of the inconsistency. There's also, you know, the look, the off-the-court stuff that has bubbled up and is out there. And how much of an effect is that? I think it's impossible to say that it's not affecting things but how much of an effect because it's a little hard to read because you'll hear you know you know Trey and and Nate don't get along and then the team will go on a run win some games it's like well okay how much of a problem is that is Nate the guy long term in your mind for this tip for this club yeah that's the thing I I, I wanted to believe so I still want to believe that 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 that, that he is you want to believe that that he is um I think this team, Jason, missed a veteran voice in the locker room. Yeah. I think a team that's this this young, uh, still relatively young team, uh, needs a veteran voice. Um, I, I don't know how vocal he was, but I know he was there as Lou Williams. And we didn't bring Lou Williams back yeah. this year. He came to the team, as you remember, as Nate McMillan ascended to be the head coach that coincided – and Lou had some issues that people wondered if he was going to play. They thought he might retire coming from the Clippers. They thought he wasn't going to take on this this young team that was struggling, kind of two steps forward, two steps back, like this team Real is right now. Real similar to where it is now, yeah. Right, you know. And he said, "Do I is Lou going to come and do this? He's coming back home, his hometown. He decided to do it, and he ended up being a difference maker. That example, that guy who's been in the league for a long time, knew his role, knew what to do, and he, the guys on the team circled around it. I think you 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 got to have somebody that can be in the locker room and say, look, guys, close the door. Look here. You, you, you know what I mean? You, you got to have that guy, and this team doesn't have that. No. They, they do not have that person. And I think that really hurts them. If they had that, that would be something that would galvanize. I remind people of another incarnation of this team when you had Josh Smith and, and, and Marvin Williams and those guys. It was young guys that could run up and down the floor. But it was when Mike Bibby came onto the yeah, team. Yeah, exactly. All of a sudden, here's this voice, and those guys had watched him for years play out at Sacramento. They said, all right, we're going to shut up and listen to this dude. And they took the Celtics to seven games in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and so 
this team doesn't have that. And, and I really believe that could make a difference with, with, with this crew. I, I like what we have talent. I, I like, too. you know what I mean? And I'm concerned right now about John Collins because he's out once again. Uh, and we we found that he's going to be in basically concussion protocol. Right. And that's something we don't know how long that There's lasts. There's no timeline. And um, we have the hardest time getting him healthy. And you talked about some of the, the, the guys, uh, this, your second unit. You haven't been able to galvanize your second unit because so many of them have had to plug in and play different roles and starting times and whatnot. So that's the thing. Um so that's the thing. We hope, first of all, that this time kind of refreshes this team a bit. And let's hear what Trey Young has to say about that. Uh, we definitely need a break. I mean, it's, it's good that, I mean, this, this time is coming now. I think a lot of teams in the league, I mean, it happens around this time of year. And uh, unfortunately, it's, I mean, we, we're one of those teams that kind of need this break. Um, we're, but we're going to come back. And uh, I got faith in our team. I got trust in, in our team that we can make a special run. So. Um, no matter who doubts us or whatever, I, I got faith in my teammates. And that is uh, Trey Young speaking. And uh, nice to see him remembered uh, on one of the promos, <laughs> NBA promos, since he wasn't on the all-star team. Harry the Hawk was there. It was nice to know <laughs> that, that the, mascot, the mascot got a chance to be at the all-star game, all-star weekend. Uh, but they had some promos talking about the push for the playoffs. And there's Trey actually doing his actually doing his out of the top like 15 guys in the league in points and assists per game. All of them were there except for Trey. Yeah, you look at all the records that he has set, and I mean he has set records next to the greats of the greats, and people still I think doubt his ability and his impact. And I I don't I don't get it. And look, Trey maybe can be a little abrasive at times. All right, that's fine. He's one of the best players in the league. Yep. Uh, and he's one of the most talented players that Atlanta has ever had. And this is a player's league. And, yep. you know, you can you cannot like that Trey will will talk to you a little bit. You cannot like that Trey enjoys playing the the heel role. You know, maybe he's watching Roman Reigns a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> but you cannot like that all you want. When you look at teams that are successful in the NBA, it's because they have a superstar. Yep. At least one superstar. Mm-hmm. Trey's a superstar. No way around it. Is he the superstar of superstars? Not yet. He's still young. And now he's got a running buddy in DeJounte Murray, I I think. I I think that duo works. They've got to figure out how to involve John Collins more. I I feel like Murray coming in has kind of hurt Collins' involvement in the the attack, and it's just not where it was before. They've got to figure that out, and I think you can. I guess they got to figure out if John Collins is going to be in every trade window, the conversation about leaving. Like, yes or no, let's get that done. But you've got to figure that out. Is Nate the guy to figure it out is is what I keep coming back to. And I just – I wish I knew by now. Yeah. I don't know. I'm with you on the veteran, though. And even Vince Carter, you know, during his time with the Hawks. Yeah. Was that that locker room voice, even if he's not in there yelling, chewing people out all the time – I don't need a veteran to do that. I don't think this team needs a veteran to do that. But they need a, an older brother figure. They, they need somebody that they can count on in those tough moments to say, all right, we're good. Chill out. Let's do this. Let's do it this way. Nate needs that too. Yeah. And I think Nate needs that guy that he can go to and say, hey, can you go talk to these kids about this? Can you go get them to calm down on this? Can you go get them to buy in on this? Yeah, yeah. Max, you – Come into town, 
keep coming to town. What's your observations from what you found with this team here? I've worked kind of closely, not necessarily in person with Trey Young, but my mentor, Rashad Phillips, um, has a close relationship with him. So when I would cover the Magic games, I would always make sure to be there, talk to Trey Young, interview Trey. So I'm, I don't want to say the word bias, but I've always been a fan of his game, to your point. When you look at his stats, you watch him play. So I wasn't aware of the pulse of Atlanta before I came here. And so from Weird, the outside looking, yeah, from the outside looking in, I'm looking at it right now. So they're the eighth seed, but there's a couple teams right below them. That's one game away. And then they're three games away from the Miami Heat, who the seventh seed who just acquired Kevin Love. But from the outside looking in, like you said, you have a backcourt that you can run with. So I'm like, OK, I mean, that's some positivity. And obviously when there's smoke, there's fire with Coach Nate McMillan. But once I've immersed myself here in Atlanta, I'm like, man, the city's they're not digging the Hawks and the inconsistency right now, and that's something I didn't see from the outside looking in. I yeah. think with Trey in general, um, you know, and, and maybe it is just that he is, he has that personality that he's outspoken. He he wears his emotions on his sleeve a little bit. Maybe it's rubbed some people the wrong way, but I've never quite understood why he hasn't gotten as much love in the city as I feel like he deserves. I, I think he gets love. I just think this, this this team is underachieving, and I think that's the the, the part of it. This team shows is that us, on him though. Uh, he's a, he's a superstar. He's a dude out front. Okay. You know, I mean, is it is it was it fair for to blame Matt Ryan? For the failures of the Falcons, yeah, no, but, that's a, that's but, a good parallel but, but, too. But, but, but he's a dude out front. He's a yeah. dude getting a big paycheck, and it wasn't right? his fault. And it wasn't his fault. But but he's a dude out front. So yeah, he's gonna get the arrows. So that that's that's obvious. But I think Trey's even cool with that. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, that's, that's, I just think this team showed us so much promise, like you said a couple of years ago. And what is the deal? Why can't they get back to you know resembling that team? And that's why I say a voice like Lou Williams who was there in the room with them and said, hey, guys, this is what we did. I've been encouraged to hear Nate McMillan say the, the one word that he used a lot back then was sacrifice. Some people are going to have to sacrifice some. And he's using that word. I don't know what took him so long to start using it. He should have been using it all season long. But considering you got two people who do the same thing, you know, you got two people who do the same thing. You got two ball-dominant guys. That's great. You know, we've seen that work in the league before. Absolutely. Those of us who remember the bad boys, you had Dumars and Thomas. Yeah. They're two ball-dominant guards. But guess what? They did what was right for the team. Sacrifice at the right time and knew what to do it. And they won championship. one of the most dominant teams in league history. So it can be done. You know, just how do we get it done here? And I think you need someone, like you said, that veteran voice to remind them. And also, you know, Nate McMillan, he said sacrifice. That's what's going to be required. But through sacrificing, you know, everybody rises up. Yeah, I, I, I wish I felt more comfortable with the, the coaching side of it at this point. Yeah. And that's just what I keep coming back to because I don't think it's it's on Trey. I don't think it's on Murray that the team is not where they are as a whole. You can get game by game and get into the, the, the granular nature of it and, and say, like, you know, well, this game should have done that. You can do that all you want. But in general, I think Trey's delivered. I think Murray's delivered. You need to get Collins involved more. Yeah, and again, yeah. that goes back to the coaching for me. Yeah, but you have to, you do have to get that veteran side of it. But if you if you do decide to move on at the end of this season, who are you going to get as that coach to take it to the next level? Yeah. I don't know if that guy's out there right now. That's, that's the other thing. Who do you, who do you get? Well, you know, we got a former coach in Boston that's available now. Yes. Um, if you want to, you know what I mean? I That's mean, they decided to make the current coach full-time, right? So the guy who's been suspended it? for, 
you know, playing whatever in the office mm-hmm. is available these days. Uh, and I'm sure he's chomping at the bit to show that, hey, I am uh, a, a, a good NBA coach. That you can just do that. heard Jason Tatum at All-Star Weekend talk about how that was the best coach he's ever had. I'm just saying. But when it's still got the coach that we have. Let's hear what he has to say about this team situation. Our last two games, you know, we just look like we're uh, mentally, physically fried. Um, You know, we uh, couldn't hit. You know, we had a lot of wide open looks in that first quarter, first half. Shots wasn't falling. I think we were 0 for for 10 before we even hit a three. Wow. And that's that's the thing. The last two games were a bad look. They really were for a team that had, you know, tried to have a little momentum, we saw a bit of a winning streak with them. Uh, you want to see them finish up, give us some type of sign before they go to the All-Star break, and it just didn't happen. When when you get into this in the NBA, and it, it, look, it is a player's league. It's very different than it used to be. And you've got to rally the group as opposed to being a top-down kind of coach. I, I don't know if that works anymore in the current NBA. I think the one of the areas where the coach is going to have the biggest impact is defensively. This isn't a good defensive team. No. This worst defensive record just in terms of giving up points per game in the the top 11 in the East. They can score, but, man, they give up points too. And when you get into some of these games where the shooting is a little streaky, you're not hitting, there's nothing else to fall back on. And you don't have that plan B. And, again, I, I keep going back to why hasn't that part developed. And that's the thing you need someone to remind them because when that team ascended, Fourth quarter was a big period defensively for the yeah. Hawks that time. They would lock down in the fourth quarter, and that would make a difference yep. in so many of the games that they won, especially in those playoff games uh, in New York and in 100%. Philadelphia, right? And so they've done it before. Why can't we dial it up again? And, uh, you know, hopefully they rediscover it during the time that they're resting and relaxing. I don't know if some of them went to the beach or Went to Bermuda or whatever for a couple of days. <laughs> but Friday night, they got to be back. And like we said, we're going to have them here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hawks and Cavaliers, pregame 7 o'clock, tip-off at 7.30. Let's see if these guys can get it right for the playoff push. All right, coming up next, as I said earlier in the show, Jason and I are both high school geeks. We love talking about high school athletics and all the things that happen around the area. We're going to talk about that, plus a need for all high school sports and how do we remedy that. Uh, we're going to talk about that more when you stay with us here on this Monday morning here on Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929TheGame.com. A singer in a smoky room, a smell of wine and cheap perfume. For a smile they can share the night, it goes on. Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Sam Crenshaw along with Jason Longshore sitting in for the morning show uh, here on this uh, President's Day Monday morning. Glad you're with us. And, of course, Jason's here. He's sitting in for, for, for Greg, who's not here. We don't know where Greg is. He's on assignment Lucky's. somewhere. Is, is that where you think, you think he's actually there? He, he might be. He might be. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what movie he would be hanging around right now, what set he'd be hanging around. Yeah. He, he he would be. I mean, that's that's the thing. We don't know uh, because that's what he usually does. We talk about the casting call and the thing he always. You you have you been in anything yet? No. You haven't no. been in. You haven't been in a commercial. No. You haven't been an extra in it. 
How, no. can, how do you avoid that? Because it's happening all over the place. <laughs> when, next time we do a, a soccer commercial or, or movie or TV show around town, maybe I'll get in as like a, an expert consultant or something. Yeah, because I mean, and, and just give give Greg a shout. He'll, he'll get you. He get you plugged in. Yeah. You know, if they need a, if they need a commentator, I can do that. He, he he can he can do that type thing. He got you know he got me on a commercial spot that everybody has seen but me. And I it didn't take me long. You okay? Well, you you one of the few people. People, hey man, I saw that commercial. You didn't. I was like, I shot it right here on a, on on West Peachtree. I was on the sidewalk for all of about twenty minutes. Okay. And uh, you know, and I did, and I was gone. And I, people have told me they've seen that thing. I've never seen it. Uh, but, I have but, not seen this. Yeah, you know, but but that's the thing, and you gotta let me get in touch with some people. But uh, I'll, but you know, you know what? Before we get into what we're gonna do, I will plug casting calls since Greg is not here in his absence. Uh, remember, you can go to uh, www.odyssey.com ninety two nine the game slash author slash casting call with Greg Clarkson and find out what's available, what's coming up, what they're looking for, and some of the productions in and around the metro Atlanta area. How you submit your uh, picture, your photos. Uh, if it's a certain role you want to get, being a, in a, an extra for it. Also, um, off-camera type things yeah. you make. You know, there, there are a lot of things that go along with producing uh, motion pictures and productions of uh, shows and commercials and whatnot that are going on all over this area. It is just remarkable. And, um, you know, they pay, even when some of the court TV shows are done in the area, they pay you to come and sit in the, sit in the crowd and watch. Uh, they do, man. They, okay. they, they, they pay you to watch the court TV show, and they even – Treat you to lunch, um, so go to uh, so go check out casting call on our website nine two nine the game and uh, Greg will tell you who those places are and what you can get to. All right, we talked about high school athletics and, and you know we have a great time with it. You know, um, you know Jason gives a great deal of uh, broadcast with soccer, but you've covered a lot of high school sports. Period. Yeah, especially down in Clayton County and that and that area. Fantastic sports. Um, um, they're going around that way, and some great high school basketball. My goodness, um, the the region I think that has that they had at Jonesboro. I think the girls' teams in that region. You got a tough. You got Woodward Academy. You got Lovejoy, Forest Park, right, right. And uh, now Forest Park's girls' program and yeah. Lovejoy. That was the battle in Clayton County when I was doing some work for the the News Daily down there. Those games were epic yeah. between Forest Park and Lovejoy. Yeah. Yeah, they're great programs, sending players on to the collegiate level. Yeah. They're at it again this year. Okay. We watch to see as, as the state tournament gets started this week. Uh, those are some some teams you're definitely going to want to watch. So that's that's the, that's the fun time. You've made it through the regular season. And you know what? You, you miss some of the best high school basketball because it starts while football season is happening. Yeah. And when football is happening, we can't focus on nothing else football. Of course, we have the high school scoreboard show here on Friday nights. Chris Parker and I here on Sports Radio. Now, awesome now, show. We have a lot of fun with it. Um, but but during that time, basketball starts, and you have those cross-town, cross-sectional games that you always say, you know what, it sure would be nice if this team was this team, but this team is a 7A and this team is a 4A, and you know they can't play not the same. But that's during the time when they have these tip-off classics mm-hmm. and those teams get to play, and it's some amazing. And the college coaches and scouts just, you know, hang around – uh, because they can't wait to get our talent. Shout out to, to the coach, folks down at Auburn, Bruce Pearl. He loves to recruit. <laughs> he loves you. Know, you look at his team. He loves recruiting Georgia, especially Metro Atlanta. Um, so, so that, that, that's the thing. And then once we get through all the football, we're into region, and just like that, the regular season's over. Your region tournaments take place, and now it's a state tournament. 
Um, I think it's pretty cool, and not a, not all sports get to do this, but with basketball, at some point before you get to the championship at Maker, you're going to play in a college facility. That's awesome. And I think that's remarkable that they do that. I think the facilities this year are West Georgia, Fort Valley, Georgia College, and, and, and uh, Georgia State. Uh, oh, the new Convocation Center. New Convocation Center. Very cool. Georgia State. So, I mean, those because uh, everybody that's playing is not going to go to the college. It's not going to play college ball. Right. Everybody's not going to be a lottery pick. You know, that, that's not going to happen. But you're going to get a chance to experience that, to go into this college facility, dress out, and, and play in a facility like a neutral court. And I think that's something neat we do for high school athletics. I'd love to see that on the, the soccer side of things. You know, the finals now are at McEachern, mm-hmm. which is a great facility, mm-hmm. absolutely great facility for those. But it's another high school facility that some of these teams have played in already. Uh, they do games at Mercer as well at Five Star Stadium, which is a, a great is. facility. It, is. it works really well for soccer. It's It's got good width on mm-hmm. it. Um, I've generally, when I've done games for the finals, I've been down in Macon. And seeing the the travel from some of these programs, and I know what happens in football, it's happening in basketball, it's happening in soccer now where you're getting – you know, we had Southeast Whitfield and Northwest Whitfield in the state championship last year in 5A last year. They're both in 4A now. The, the reclassification has completely <laughs> thrown me off this year. But that game was in Macon, and it was packed out wow. with people from both schools. Yeah, that's a little bit of a hike. That's a long haul. Yeah. It, Dalton took over Macon that week because okay. Dalton played McIntosh in the state championship. Um and then you also had the Dalton Academy in their first year in, yeah. in Class A. They won a state title. The Pumas. Yeah. Ah. Good soccer program. That The, the boys' team at, at Dalton Academy, really strong. Talk about that community. It's amazing in, in terms of soccer. Um, you've got guys who are now going pro out of Dalton. Uh, Damian Rodriguez, who we saw with Atlanta United, he plays for Chattanooga FC in a third-division professional team. He was great against Atlanta United, created two goals in that friendly uh, about a month ago. He's out of Dalton, won two state championships at Dalton High School. Um, his younger brother is with Chattanooga FC now as an academy player. Yeah. Some of those guys have come down and, and joined Atlanta United's academy, like kind of on on one-offs for, for tournaments and things, but it's such a, a long haul. Now, though, with Chattanooga FC, with the Chattanooga Red Wolves, two professional teams right there, they've got an outlet. And we're seeing that that pocket of strong talent with not even just Dalton and Southeast and, and Northwest and now Dalton Academy, but, you know, Calhoun, Cedartown. Like, there's so many others nearby right. that the, the level of soccer is really good. The local leagues, not the local youth clubs playing, you know, Georgia soccer and, and playing in the, the State Cup tournaments. I'm talking about the local leagues, grassroots level, the the Latino leagues in that area, just amazing level of play. And that's happening in other parts of the state too. Gainesville is, is the next one that okay. I think is really starting to bubble up. Johnson's won multiple state championships. Mm-hmm. Gainesville is really good this year on both the boys and the girls' side. Uh, East Hall is ranked. I think West Hall is really close to getting ranked. The level of play in that community is Great. really high. You're seeing these pockets all over the state where soccer is really bubbling up. 
Oh, fantastic. And you got you got a matchup coming up this week that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah. Dalton and McIntosh uh, on Tuesday Woo! is going to be a fun one. It's a 4 o'clock kick uh, down at Peachtree City. If, if you're on the south side of town and you're looking for a good game to come see and get out of work early on Tuesday, come come over and watch it. And we do that for soccer down here where, you know, John Nelson and I were trying to get out into different communities around the state and, and shine a light on the, the high school programs. Because I think in, in the soccer world, the high school game hasn't been, I think, treated with enough respect. It's been the the club game, the the youth game, separate from it. I think basketball, you know, you have AAU, but high school basketball is still the deal. High school football is absolutely the deal. Uh, baseball maybe gets a little bit of the outside club game associated with the, you know, separate from high school. But in soccer, especially the further you get out the metro area, there's so many talented players, and high school is their route. And even for the top club players, you don't get the atmosphere at a youth game on a Saturday morning with your parents there right. that you get at a high school game with rival fans booing you, with right. you know pressure. You don't get that. And you need to experience that to go to the next level. Yeah, you're talking about McIntosh. If you're going to go down to McIntosh, be sure and take your golf cart. Because they got a park. Well, they got a parking <laughs> yes, lot. They, they have do. a parking lot just for the golf carts down there. I've been down to soccer at McIntosh. It's great. But what you're saying is, is so true. Um, you know, I, I think about a place like over at Parkview. Of course, yeah. uh, we, we're right outside was the gate. Was there last we, week? You, you, you know what you know what that program does. And you you ride up to the school. You look across the street. And says, oh, okay. You know, you know. I love seeing that. At schools like Parkview, and Parkview was always one that had a, a soccer history. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I remember my time playing high school soccer, and we didn't get a lot of respect from the, the, the football side of things. We didn't get access to the facility as much as we would have liked. Dodging shot puts, warming up for games, you know, stuff like that <laughs> with the track team. <laughs> wow. Um, you know, that's changing. And I feel like you're, you're even getting into some areas where the soccer team's the bigger deal. Um, it doesn't have to be a competition. It's no. just the there's an outlet now. And the rise of girls soccer, too, especially in the state, that has been a game changer. You know, GHSA has only had girls state championships since 92, which doesn't feel like that far back. It, they should have had it earlier than that. Mm-hmm. But the level of talent that's popping up there, too. You look at those Dalton schools where the girls weren't playing as much before. Now Southeast is a team you have to watch for, Southeast Whitfield. Uh, that Johnson-Gainesville game, we went for the boys' game. It was going to be a huge game on the boys' side, two state-ranked teams. The girls' game was really good. Villarica's girls that I saw on Friday, mm-hmm. really strong. Like, girls' soccer all over the state has really grown. And now you're seeing those girls go on and play D1 and end up in the pros and end up in the national team. Here's another thing, field turf. Yep. Right? I mean, that's the other thing, too. Those football coaches, they want anybody on their field, on their grass during the spring. Yep. You know what I mean? Right? Yep. So now you got there. the, you taking that out with, with, with field turf and everybody can use the field. I'd, I'd love to see more of these facilities think about soccer, though, and have the field be a little bit wider. There are some of the field turf facilities that the soccer field, they're only making it 60 yards wide. When okay. You can go a little bit further. You know, get it to close to 70. That'll work. It can be done, even with the track. It can be done, and it needs to be done for, I think, for soccer, for lacrosse. I mean, it's multi-use, and 
I'd love to be on grass where you could be, but I understand right. with multi-use, you got to have something that can hold up, and turf does. Yeah, they, they do. They and it's come a long way from it what has. it from what it. Whoa, <laughs> uh, it has really come a long way from what it used to be. Now we we haven't had a chance. I know something you wanted to get into that is is essential here when we talk high school sports is referees. Yep. Oh man, you know what I mean? Because hey, officials, how do you remedy that? Pay is one. I mean, you know, pay is going to dictate it. If you pay better, and and I think you're going to have to to recruit people, um, you're going to have to find a way to do that. And and that's not an easy conversation to have, but they're going to have to figure that out because right now it's hard to find enough referees. I, I've seen soccer games canceled because they didn't have referees. I, I know with football, with the, the, the state tournament, they had to stagger the days just because of availability, right? Yeah, yeah, they had to play games on Friday and Saturday. And you know what? This time last week, you're on Sports Radio 92 in the game, 92 in the game. What were we doing? We we're pounding an official, right? And, and we so, all do it. I mean, hey, look, I'll put my hand up. When you listen to an Atlanta United game, you know, when, when referees make mistakes, we're going to talk about it. I think the thing I've always tried to do in that is not just trash the referee, but talk about where maybe I feel like they got it wrong. And if I'm wrong and I find that out, I want to correct that too because it's part of the game. Pro level, different conversation. High school level, I see some pretty shocking things get said, okay. whether it's parents, oh, yeah. whether it's kids, whether it's coaches, that it's just they don't know the rules that they're saying the referee got wrong. Yeah, yeah. And, but yet they, they, they're loud enough and make enough noise and you have people drive say, people you know, off, drive people off. And we just got to find a way to get those people in the game because we cannot have the games for the young folk without the officials. Nope. Figure it out, folks. Figure it out. We're headed for our nine o'clock hour, our final hour uh, here sitting in for the boarded show. You stay with us. It's Sam. It's Jason. It's Max on the other side of the glass on Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929TheGame.com. We're everywhere on Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.